Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and thank you for trusting me in this very vulnerable place of your health and not just how much body fat you can pinch. That's 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 not what we're focused on here. We're talking about the health of your heart, your emotional health, your mental health, and then from there, from that inmost place your body will respond as it should. We want to declutter and de-stress your life of the things that weigh you down. So today I'm gonna be talking about emotional health, which truly is just healthy discipleship. What we are about here at Revelation Wellness is to raise up and send out healthy disciples, not just disciples. Now we know that Jesus didn't come for the well, he came for the sick. And we all come to Christ in some sense or state of dis-ease. We all have some wounds, some brokenness. To be human is to be broken. And what do we do with that? That's a lifetime of undoing what we have known in a worldview to have a kingdom view. And it heals us to hear God's word changes us. But here's the thing. I know here, we know if you're doing any of our revving the words, Something happens when we hear God's word, we hear truth and move our bodies, actually lean into mm, uncomfortable places. You know, I, I can sit comfortably in a pew on Sunday mornings and even clap my hands and raise my hands and, and never break a sweat. <laughs> but something, when we break a sweat, it's like we get breakthrough. So for anyone, this podcast today is for anyone who, who wants more growth. You want to keep growing. You never want to say, well, this is it. This is good as it gets. (laughs) There is immeasurably more abundant life for all of us, but it is a constant day-to-day training. And part of this does look like instructor training. For some people, you will feel called to instructor training, not because you're going to teach a fitness class, but because fitness becomes a way, moving your body becomes a way that you meet with God to get a higher thought a more true emotion that takes what was and exchange it for who is. Amen. So enjoy this today where it's going to lean into you. It's going to press into you. But I promise you, I think everything in you will stand up to go, okay, I want more of that. And here's the thing. It's a process. You cannot run this thing overnight. And we are here. So lucky. So blessed to be with you every day and um, fill your ears in your heart and your soul, your mind, and have it move out through your body, this good news of the gospel. So thanks for hanging out today. Thank you for leaving a review every time. You'll hear me say that. It is honestly my way of saying thank you. This finds its way into other people's feeds. It's the way you can be a healthy disciple today. Leave a podcast review. Help iTunes say, hey, this thing matters. This is this is changing my life. This podcast um, is rocking my world. So thank you. It is not me. It is the one who called me to this. And I'm so grateful that you are following along too. So thank you and um, enjoy today's teaching. And we'll talk again soon. Peace. Hey, hi everybody. Happy, what day is it? It's Tuesday. It's the day before Valentine's Day. I, what is Valentine's Day anyways? How did that thing take off? But hey, it's always fun to 
to celebrate or acknowledge people we love and tomorrow we'll do that but today I'm here my name is Elisa Keaton I am the founder of this ministry Revelation Wellness the author of that book The Wellness Revelation we talk about holistic living in Christ here we talk about mental well-being emotional well-being soul well-being getting your desires right healthy whole and from there you can live a life inside this body this physical body what do we do with this body and i truly believe hi as you're coming in that we as um, believers in christ so christ is what we do here um he is uh, what we are, who who we are, and what we're living for is found in Him in this in this ministry. I believe the gospel is a gospel message of wholeness, and it requires us to look at the mess, the whole mess, for us to move into wholeness. Amen. A lot of times, people say I just, the church doesn't look all that appealing to me. It's because we are not willing to work it out we're not willing to show that there are places in me that need transformation they need healing and it's not going to be perfect but we have all the tools we have everything we need in christ forgiveness mercy humility um grace to walk this out to run the race before us and so whenever you see me pop up into your feed i just want to take a little bit of time to talk with you about keeping you healthy today i'm talking about healthy leadership why am i talking about leadership let's just talk about health and fitness elisa well because all of you are leading in some way every one of us you're leading if it's only your own life you aren't just a product if if you don't think about where it's kind of like um who is it Dave Ramsey, who does money, and he talks about money, that if you don't tell your money where to go, you will not know where it went. Amen? And the same thing for our life. If I don't direct and lead, if I'm not sober to, what am I thinking about? What do I want? What's really what's really behind this? Then I will become just a wave tossed about, rather than a boat with a sail that harnesses the wind and presses into the waves. That's who we are. That's our Imago day. We are not just whip wind and kind of just lay back and let ever life happen to us we want to we want to happen life is going to be something we participate in we're going to make life happen and so everyone is a leader here as you're coming in i want to ask one question thanks as you're coming in hello hello um um first of all thank you for sharing i see you guys sharing and thank you for hearts that's always fun um I want to know right now, I just want, we're going to just take a temperature. I want to take your temperature, okay? How are you feeling? Let's take a minute. Take a breath. And how are you feeling? And then you can put it in the chat. Go ahead. You can put it in the chat. How are you feeling? If you're listening on a podcast, how are you feeling? Okay. All right. Well, I think my chat isn't working because I I see nothing, but that's okay. I'm going to assume you guys are sharing away and you're saying what it is you're feeling. Um, for me right now, if I was to say how am I feeling, uh, I'm feeling really hopeful. Like there's been some change shifts and things in my in my life of recently, and I feel hopeful. I actually feel restful. I want to tell you guys, faith takes a perseverance, and this kind of steady steady but the lord knows how much we can take and i feel like for me it's been over tw- uh, 20 years now walking with the lord 
and it's now the steady, okay, we've got some momentum going and I'm learning new things about myself. So today I, I feel hopeful. You know what? Tomorrow, who knows? I might, who knows what's coming around the corner? And that's where health of your soul, emotional health matters because how you respond to life will matter. And we can train this. We can do this so that then whether you're eating, whether you're drinking, whether you're going to the gym, whatever you're doing, it can actually roll up to a higher purpose than just getting by for the moment. You're actually putting all, you're, you're putting your um, resources in the right bank account because it will return on investment. And that's what faith does. Faith will return on your investment. That's an ROI. It's a guarantee that he rewards those who seek him. It says in scripture, there will be a return on this. And if anything, we already have a great reward. We have salvation. We have, we're not alone. We haven't been abandoned. We haven't been forsaken. God is pursuing us. God will not give up on us. This is good promise to have. We're already um, cashing in on goodness, but there's more. There's more that we can do. And the problem is, what do we do when it doesn't feel good, right? What do we do with our emotions? So right now we are enrolling for instructor training. And here's the thing. I just want to do a little sound bite. Instructor training, really, everyone goes, I'm never going to teach a fitness class. I don't care. Listen, we've always said it really isn't about the fitness. This is a leadership, discipleship making program. And as I was saying, in the church, there's never been a time in, in, the, in the faith, the body of faith, where we've actually said, you know, maybe the body has something to do with this. Maybe there's something that our bodies in a world right now that is so physical, so focused on what they can see, so image driven, right? Like that's why the, the very thing that feels like it's coming against us, I think if we could shift it and turn it, we can harness it. It's become, it's instead of being the whip wind wave, we actually build a boat of faith, get on it, and we harness that same energy of, wait, I think there's something to this body. I think this thing can actually can actually become a partner, an aid in my abundant life. I can use it and it won't use me. So our uh, instructor training, if you ever thought about if you kind of go, I don't get it, I don't get it. It really is, it's like any other um, a leadership program where we are raising up leaders who aren't just going out and talking about the gospel. They are people who've had the gospel done to them. They have encountered God. They have said, all right, here I am. <laughs> all of me, God. All of me. Here I am. And I always say, you can't hide in yoga pants. Like, there it is. Here I am. Um, when I, it's your vulnerability show because you're not coordinated or you're not strong or there's this. We all have our limits and that's a good thing. We have limits and serve a limitless God. We're supposed to have limits. And often when the body, the, I, I, I can hide my emotional limits. I can masquerade. I can hide my mental limits. I can, you know, I can look up, I can Google. But my physical limits, there they are. <laughs> watch the Olympics, everybody. Go watch the Olympics right now and tell me you're not aware of how limited you are only because you've decided to focus your life somewhere else. Athletes are who they are, you know, these Olympic athletes, because they've harnessed all their energy into one thing. So they're this superior thing. But guess what? Even they have limits. Even they have limits, right? We've never heard of a one-minute mile. I've never heard of one person that has ran a one-minute mile yet. Maybe it'll happen. But there's a limit. 
it's like the law of gravity, a law of love. God goes, ah, I can only let you go this far. So the, our emotional health has that same thing where it's like, ah, I can only go this far. And so instructor training for us, this whole ministry of raising up and sending out, this is all discipleship making, but we want to make healthy disciples, disciples who have said, all right, God, it's me. Do the thing in me. Instead of me spending every morning praying on my knees, God, would you please change them? And God, would you do this? And God, I need this. You know, instead of rubbing the lamp of uh, the belly of God, like, like it's some type of magician or, or genie, we actually go, all right, God. I trust you. And it's baby steps. So hear me. You have to baby step yourself into this development and this leadership. But when you're kind of done and you're like, you know what? I am, I'm tired of being in the same place. There's something that's stuck. I've now hit the limit. I'm at a limit place. That's what our instructor training does. It goes, all right. And I have to tell you, if you've been considering or thinking about it, um, We've never, never had someone say, I'd like my money back. Second, more often than not, uh, the spouses or family members go, what happened? What, you are different. Because they went away for five days and they put on the oxygen mask of heaven and they have exposed all their weaknesses. They have said, yep, this, this thing hurts and that thing hurt and you're in a safe community. And I just believe this is a catalyst and the body the body comes with you on this on this journey. We don't get to sit back and put on pretty clothes and drink from coffee cups, you know, and study the Bible together. We do that. There's no pretty clothes. Like we're all in sweaty. It's my favorite thing. We're all in sweaty, gross clothes for five days. And it's just, you, you give up on the showers. You're just happy if you get one by the third day. Either way, it's, it's just, you know what? I'm done. I'm done putting on a performance, a mask. I'm not doing it anymore. And that, when you're at the end of your rope, is when you're really blessed. When you cannot put on any more pretense, when you cannot memorize more scripture and get yourself out of that thing, that is where God's saying, come away with me. Come away with me. You're not stuck. But it does take you outside of your comfort zone. It is an investment of time, energy, um, worry. You're going to doubt. You're going to have these things come for you. But all, every one of them will return on that investment for your health and your well-being. So I wanted to, um, healthy leadership is so, it's so important to me. Listen, I don't teach you anything that I am not laid on that altar for myself. I am not willing to go any further unless the thing is done in me. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to um, prescribe it or say it unless, unless I've really kind of felt like I'm working this out too. Um, and I can teach from an honest place. And emotional health and well-being. You guys, my emotions, I don't know. But listen, and if you, you can share this in the chat, there's two things. You are either a, um, a withholder or an aggressor with your emotions. Think about it. Do I withhold or do I aggress? So that would, when, what, how, how is, what is your usual go-to response? Okay. You have to be able to, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fighter. I will fight it. I will, uh, this little five foot frame will, will kick you in the shins <laughs> and I'll keep kicking. I'll keep kicking until I get my way. Um, but at this cost of what? Stress exhaustion. I can only go so far in that. And I feel like God's always, as much as we keep walking through that same door, which honestly just leads to the same prison cell, we just go to that same door instead of there's a whole door that's open that God's going, let's go this way. 
And you know, there's actually research. Uh, I study all the time as much as I can about the mind, body. Um, a lot of this is healing because if people could do better, they would do better. Come on. Can we have a high call on humanity that if people could, I really think they would. If they could do it, they would do it, but they can't. And so there's something that sticks in us and it's called trauma. It's called adverse experiences in life. And it's in the negative things in our life where then the enemy of our soul, of our spiritual well-being goes, awesome, I can build on that. Let's build on that rejection. Let's build on that parent's divorce. Let's build on their own divorce. Let's build on that friend who said this. Let's build on that hurtful world word. Let's take territory. Let's go fast. Let's go hard. And let's keep them out of the word of God. Let's keep them out of healthy community. And then the spate, that, that just, it spreads like gangrene. And it doesn't take long in this world. How long does it take for you to worry, right? Like my kid's 20 minutes late, 30 out, then I'm for sure, it does, I don't need create, I don't need tools to imagine worry. <laughs> I don't need any like, hey, anyone have any ideas of how I could worry more here? No, I can go anywhere fast. That thing is a freight train. My emotional checkpoints, I got none. If worry shows up, doubt shows up, that thing moves fast. But if I can recognize and be aware, there's actually this slow train somewhere else. There's actually this boat. There's this like, just get in the boat. Just go row. Just just rest a minute here. Just rest. Because did you know 90% of what we worry about, I think it's even higher, 90% of what you worry about never even happens never happens. Talk about getting on a treadmill going nowhere. So worry and stress, which is connected to worry, is the biggest killer of all disease. 95% of all disease is connected to stress because we're worried about countless things that might never happen. And that takes up more territory in our minds and our hearts. And we wonder why we're not well. And then how do we lead from that? How do we lead our own life? Should I take this job? Should I not take this job? Should I date this guy? Should I not date? Like, how do I do, how do I even lead my own life if I can't really trust my own heart? Because my heart needs healing. So this weekend, I don't know if any of you saw that an if gathering happened, right? Anyone? If gathering? Again, I can't see any of the comments, but if you, I would encourage you to share. Would you write in the comments, what's one thing you took away from if gathering this weekend? I would love to hear that. If you don't know what if gathering is, you can Google it, but I love, it's basically a once a, once a year summit uh, online, you know, and in-person um, conference that really just ignites people. Jenny Allen, um, love her. We actually interviewed her. You can go listen to that interview on the podcast she started an organization called if and she all she heard was disciple a nation the lord woke her and said disciple a nation and so she i love that she used technology and live streaming and now in a in a day and a half event she reaches over five hundred thousand people it's growing all the time a million on replay it's just insane and it, it's delivering the word of god and i love that she has not sold out bent the word of god she's like it's true it doesn't change we got to go after this and she feels called to raise disciples to which I say yes and amen, but here's the thing we're not addressing is there's unhealth in us. We got broken legs, yo. Our legs are broken. 
and we haven't been honest about the broken. We haven't felt the pain because to heal require anyone seen anyone in rehab like Look at a, a, someone that's been in a car accident and goes to rehab just to get up out of the chair or just to hand to those handrails. It is freaking work and it's painful. But all of us are raised in a new body. Now, or a new self. The body is still old. But newness that we have in Christ, but this flesh thing is still getting in the way. But I believe if we could harness it and use it to become the sail that we can now capture the resistance and push us forward Man, we got a revolution on our hands. Anyone agree with that? We got a revolution on our hands. But I got to lead that. I got to be in charge of that. Only I can raise the mast. Only I can shift the jib, whatever. I don't even know. I don't sail. I don't know. But I have to direct that according to, I got to be sensitive to the wind. Okay, God, what are you doing? How can I be in step with you? If If the wind is blowing this way, I would be stupid to set my sail the opposite way and then row the boat in the opposite way of the wind. That's why the Holy Spirit is often um, equated to a metaphor of like the wind. It's like you don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going, but it's this force and it's going to happen. But if you're sensitive to it emotionally, mentally, if you can take that moment instead of running from your pain, you can actually go, okay, this is going to be a little bit of work for me to sit here and feel this and then I can harness it and move into health rather than the same old patterns that I do. So Jenny, I love it, disciples, but here's what we need. We need healthy disciples. And healthy disciples is not skinny jeans. It has nothing to do with it. I don't care. That's why instructor training, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what, how, I mean, you, we've had people come through who have no one leg. We've had people that come through and go, I, I, I should be disqualified based on what you see, but I am not done running this race. Mm. So, I'm going to need some help here. And we go, get on in here. It doesn't mean we get to say sin is sin and I just get to keep sinning. No, I am working it out. And my mind is good and my heart is good. And I am battling getting out of these this, these ruins that I come from. And for some of you, it is generational. And for some of you, man, I hear stories of people that have been painfully wounded by things in their life that it, it, it would make most people who don't know God gasp they wouldn't know what to do where nothing shocks me nothing shocks me about how the enemy has come against your design nothing nothing and and we hide it and and try to bury it instead of hey let's bring that up let's bring it because nothing he nothing heals that isn't revealed light sunlight air all of that brings healing you know that's why at some point if we cut our thumb and I just bandage it up there's a point where you have to release it from the bandage and let it have air so it can heal. If I just keep keeping it moist with a bandage and even if it's a fresh bandage it won't fully heal. It'll actually leave a bigger scar instead of okay bring it out into the sun, bring it into light and let it heal. We need healthy disciples. So we can go to a weekend conference and, you know, and a lot of you, you go to Sunday church, you go to whatever, you get in your community, you're like, yeah, and then boom, the shoe drops and you find yourself in the pantry, or you find yourself on Netflix, or you find yourself spending money, you find yourself places you don't want to be. And so then, like my shirt says, we just assume shame from that. And God goes, no, I came here to slay shame, shame off you. As you are getting healthy. Getting healthy is messy. And that is a thing we're not worried about here in Revelation Wellness. Don't worry about it. We're not worried about the mess. Um, we're actually worried that you would trade in 
wholeness for the mess. You'd be like, well, you know what? Wholeness is too hard, so I'll just take the mess. No, we're going to say, give us the mess. Let's go. But the end goal is wholeness. You will heal from this and you will lead your life. Then others will follow. And we can use this body as a tool, you guys. All right, so I'm going to give you one more little, and then I'm going to ask you these four questions um, to kind of help you drop the pin on um, if emotional healing uh, is something you kind of like, I, I, I need that. I, I, I need that. I need to develop that. But first of all, in um, Romans, tw- I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Okay, so I love Olympics are going right now. I love athlete metaphors. Paul uses them quite a bit. Um, But we have this weight and sin. There's a weight and the sin that so weight weighs us down and the sin that entangles. Listen, weight and sin, it's weight is not sin. Weight is weight. And we all have it. That's why I wrote the book. Lose Revel- the wellness revelation. Lose what weighs you down. Lose that. Not what's how much you weigh, but what is weighing you down from that. When we lose that, then we're freed up to love God ourselves in a right self, uh, right, self-right love and love others well. So we can do that as we drop that weight. And weight looks like this, you guys. Here's what weight looks like. Um, you were rejected. Husband didn't choose you. Um, you were last picked at school. You sat alone at the lunch table. Hmm, I'll go the other way. You were the popular kid. You conformed to everyone's pattern. Um, you were alone a lot or you always needed people. These are weights. They, they look good and they help us get by. But at some point we're like, dang, I'm tired. I am not fulfilled with my life. I think I meant for more than this. When, that, when you can get to that question, breakthrough is on the horizon. When you can get to the point of there's got to be more. There's got to be more. I cannot do another week of work, fill my bank account, go out and eat and drink and be merry and repeat the pattern again at some point, you know, the wealthiest people in the world will tell you, yeah, I'd rather be rich than poor, but I choose to be whole. (laughs) I'd rather be whole than empty, than constantly having to fill, fill, fill. Wholeness means you can contain something. You now have a vessel that holds something. It's whole. You can put stuff in me. I can contain it. I can pour it out. I've got ability to hold something. Not because I'm grasping for it, because I'm a good container. I'm, I'm a maid to hold goodness and dispense goodness. But if I don't have wholeness, then I just have this this lack and this hole and this void and I will continually have to fill it over and over and over. I will make people have to please or bow to my pain instead of wholeness says, here's my mess. Let's rumble, God. Let's get healthy. So the weight that we have, the experience of pain you have in your life gets stuck in your brain. It gets stuck in the limbic part of your brain. So everyone take your thumb, put it like this in your hand. 
This is the limbic part of your brain. It's down here at the stem of the brain. It's kind of deep inside. It's also called the reptile part of our brain. This is where all trauma, this is kind of where fight or flight, very kind of carnal instinct, and that's good. You need this. Good part of the brain to have. But we also have this thing called the prefrontal medial cortex. This high tower, this place where reasoning, compassion, love, empathy, and ability to see beyond your pain happens up there. And that place, you guys, that's where health is found. But we have, that's like a three-inch journey that we have yet to take. But I'll tell you what, neuroscience is taking it now. All type of neuroscience starting to say, hey, wait, there's something to this meditation thing. There's something, I think fitness is actually a therapeutic thing, but now let's just keep it in fitness because we don't know. That's too weird, right? We go, oh, wait, no, don't. We'll take that fitness thing and we'll use it for what it was meant for, is to shake loose and to get people free. Moving out of their limbic brain up into their prefrontal medial cortex. So it all comes down to, listen, all of life comes down to, you're going to have an emotion. You To be alive is to feel. For the most part, for the most part, as a child, we feel more than we think. We, we feel cold. We feel hungry. A, a baby, a newborn doesn't go, I think I'm hungry. No, they just have a primal, I'm hungry. I'm scared. I'm, there's an emotion, emotion, emotion. But what happens over time, if those emotions don't get met or we're afraid, then we start to callous our hearts and then we just become a think. We just think more so. How can I get through this? How can I make a way out of this? And we start to think up there in a way that is actually still connected to this trauma. Instead of, okay, let's get all these needs back online. Let's feel this space here. Let's lose this weight, this callousness of heart so that from losing what weighs me down, throwing off this weight, I can now address sin. Because sin is just taking that the weight, the insecurity, the fear, the shame, the guilt, the thing that you kind of go, that's just my story. It's just in my story. Listen, there's nothing wrong with weight. Like you, we all have the weight, but the sin is acting upon that. It's when we act on it. And this is where unhealthy leadership happens is because unhealthy leaders are still functioning in a limbic part of their brain. They're still survival. They just do what they got to do. They're looking at the numbers. They're living in accordance to this world instead of going higher to the prefrontal medial cortex where they can have creativity, kindness, compassion, ingenuity. Nope, they go down. They stay down in this traumatic place of the limbic. And then they harness. Sin is just taking the weight, that thought, and giving it action. Giving it action. Taking an unrenewed thought, giving it words. You can have a boss or someone who has yelled, used words with you in a destructive way. Nasty, have said things to you. Their tone of their voice feels scary. It makes you, you know, either that there's, or using words to withhold, using some type of power down in that limbic brain. This is where we get unhealthy motherhood, unhealthy fatherhood, unhealthy places where we go, I wasn't even aware that was in me and I'm sinning because I'm acting on it. I'm taking my body. And listen, the body isn't just biceps, triceps. It's vocal cords. <laughs> it's it's um, respiratory rate. It's how I breathe. Because anyone who takes a breath will always, just breathing backs you off of that sin reflex of the weight. 
just to take a breath. So we have this weight that weighs us down and then the sin that entangles us. Sin is what puts us in bondage. Weight just keeps us heavy. If we are weighed down with all these insecurities and low-level thinking thoughts and the limbic of the trauma of the things that have happened in our life as disciples, then we will lead out from an unhealthy place. We just will. And then we will make disciples that aren't we're not ready yet we're fully still getting discipled or we're, we're, we're just not honest like I still have to have some sobriety to my life and my body is a really good tool for that am I breathing am I tight am I posturing my body in a way that I can receive a higher thought that's why you don't see people you ever see people meditate they don't like like curl up in a ball in a fetal position and meditate. I've never seen anyone meditate in a fetal position. Why? That's sleep. I just would like, that's like, I'm all done. I'm tired. Good night. People meditate in and they tell them sit tall because it opens the airway. It's actually easier on the spine. Or even if they're going to lay down, they don't lay down on their side. That's good night. But they lay so that their spine is long. They put their hands and they breathe. There's this meditation thing that's going on that allows for the weight to leave and the sin doesn't have a chance. If the weight can be removed, sin doesn't have a chance. Sin is when we act upon the weight. We bring body into it. Thoughts, actions, muscle, voice, all this thing called body. All right, so I leave you with this. You ready? These are your four questions to kind of drop the pin on your emotional health as a leader. Again, you are one. You lead your life. You make decisions. To be alive is to make decisions, and those decisions form your habits, and you become that person. All right. First question. What is your default thinking? What's your default thinking? I'm just going to let you, and you can put this into the chat. Again, I can't see anything, so sorry. Thanks, you guys. You're chatting away. What's your default? Okay. Second. <laughs> Ready? This is a big one. I'm going to, I'll narrow it. Why? Why? Why, why is that your default? And I, I know you can be like, oh, Lisa, don't get me going. Okay, so pick one. Just pick one reason. What? Where does that go? Like, follow it back. Why? Why? Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll be vulnerable with you. What my default is, is um, <laughs> my default is God's not doing it. Like, he's not, I don't think he's real. I, or I don't, not that I don't think he's real, because I do believe he's real. I have faith. Faith isn't an issue for me. It's, I don't think he is really, um, I don't think he's going to come through. I don't think he's going to come through. I think he's leaving me. I think he's hanging me out to dry. I think he wants me to do more. I think he's actually trying to hurt me. <laughs> That's true. I have those moments. You know why? Now often I paint the face of my father, my earthly father on God. I've done it. So I'm. it's just like God's spending all this time to wipe it clean. Okay. So that's my deep. Now, why? Oh, I can tell you many stories why. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to tell you why I, I have assigned that to God. But I know there are plenty of whys I do that. Broken promises by my earthly father. Oh, he talked a big talk, but he couldn't walk the walk. But here's the thing. He was an addict. And so his, again, I say, and we all are. If he could have done better, he would have done better. I really believe that. I think he, 
nobody raises up say, when I grow up, I'm going to be a meth addict. When I grow up, I'm going to be a sex addict. When I grow up, nobody says that. If you could, we would. So his good heart would make really high promise like things and make me feel like, okay, it's going to be okay. I'm going to be provided for. Okay, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about paying my way through school. I don't have to worry. And then the ball would drop. And I would have to gather myself up and figure it out. Mm, that's why. Okay, so I have a why. What is your default? Why do you do it? Third, this is where we get to turn and this is where we put the sail up this is where instead of just laying there and overthinking about our why because self-reflection can often it, there's a point where it becomes too much honestly where we just go oh why will that happen that happened okay lord that happened at some point you got to raise the mast on the boat and go okay god but what have you said what is true what's your word so that's the next question is what's his word what does his word say? And then, and so here's the good thing about, I think often we don't think, unhealthy disciples do not take the time to acknowledge the default that they're doing. So they're not even paying attention to their breath. They're not paying attention to all the um, the emote that's happening, the aggressiveness or the passiveness. They're, they're not really paying attention. They're just doing what they do. They're just in the limbic brain, just making things happen. Instead of a healthy leader comes up high, thinks about it, finds a why so that they can go, you know, just so you'd be like, this is all God healing things in, in me. This isn't for nothing. God loves me so much that he would allow me to be this crazy for a second so he can show me, baby girl, still got some healing to do. Still, you still need me. But this is where it takes a turn from the world because the world will then often go, oh, okay, well, that's your why. Well, see, you, that's just why. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we should give you permission and yes give everyone gracious assumptions but we can get out of the pit we can get out of there and God's word is the the, the, the sail that goes up and the spirit blows into the sail and we now have momentum in a new direction which leads us to a work his word leads us to work it, it, it then becomes like I have this truth, it's catching the sail, catching the wind of the Holy Spirit that is telling me we can do this. We can go a different way. I got something else for you. Trust me. Hold your tongue. Be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. All those good James. Read the book of James. He'll put you in your place. <laughs> He's a, I'm, po I'm positive James is a personal trainer. I'm positive. He was back then. He's carrying rocks around, training people, 50-yard dash, pretty sure, in his sandals. Um, so <laughs> as we begin to lift that word, this, the word comes up and listen, it doesn't even have to, it doesn't necessarily have to feel true to be true. Just let it be truth that then becomes a reality of over time. The word changes. Be, listen, the word of God, total prefrontal medial cortex stuff, people. Oh, it's so prefrontal medial cortex. It's not limbic. It, it, it. Nobody, unless you're only reading it to read as words, like you're not trying to find something more, then yeah, it's just words. But if you're looking for God, because he says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Look for me, you'll find me. So if we look to the word, the word then takes us into a healthy place to lead our life.
to lead. So the word, what's the word? That's where, that was your third one. And then finally, the work, as I was saying. So from the word, I now have a response because the word of God, it, 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 you know, you're a true disciple. You know, you are disciple. You know, you're being discipled when the word of God changes you. When belief changes your biology, because that's what belief does. Belief, and this is proven. I'm going a little long. I'm going to end it now. Because there's just all this, all this good, all this good stuff that I just go, oh my gosh, that's you, God. I'm learning all the time. Belief changes biology. The word of God goes up. Now my body, I can shift and I can, instead of continuing to harbor anger, resentment, build my plan, stress, strategize, hunker down, I can actually break up with that and choose peace. It's going to be okay. Not to worry, not to doubt. Because remember, 90% of what we worry about never even happens anyways. So we put up the truth sale. Our response, our work becomes a different, a different way. And now a healthy disciple is happening. And that healthy disciple raises up another healthy disciple. Now you don't do it perfectly. So that's something we do in instructor training. We show you. We don't, we don't, we do not have it together. <laughs> but we, we, we practice this. We show what it looks like when you make a mistake, what you do, what repentance and confession and community and all this, you know, all this stuff. And here, I'll leave you with this, you guys. I truly believe that the, the church continues to break down in, it, it always break down in the church, um, even separation and scattering. It happens because there's just levels of unhealth in us. And it isn't about skinny jeans. <laughs> It's just our inability to be awake in our mind with power, love, and self-control in our mind to say, you know what? I'm going to bow to you. I'm going to bow to God. This is going to hurt. Go read my Instagram post yesterday about pain. Like we just got to feel it and die <laughs> and die back a little bit and not make people bow to our pain. And from that, we rise. We rise every time, two times stronger, two times stronger. And we stay the distance. We keep going the course. Healthy disciples. Mm -mm. It means when our hearts, our emotions, and our minds, our thoughts, match the one whose words we believe. That's it. That's the definition of healthy disciples. Healthy disciples what they're thinking and what they're feeling it is their destiny their design their desire to match it to the words of the one they believe because belief changes biology and if we can change our biology we can actually change our reality and if we change our reality then a world around us starts to pay attention that's the gospel that's discipleship making at the fullness of it all. All right, and we'll pray. Lord, thank you. God, I thank you for um, this very, 
God, this community of people that are just willing to put their boots on the ground and do this work, Lord. Thank you that you're doing the work in us. Thank you that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling and you work out our salvation. It is your promise to us. It is your job to do, Lord, but we keep turning our face to you to have it done, God. I pray more than ever on this earth now, healthy disciples, God. Healthy disciples, not the ones that are constantly looking down at their navel gazing or looking down at the number under their feet, God, but they have settled. They have made peace with their bodies. They have ceased fire on their bodies and they are now in agreement. (laughs) They have signed a treaty that this body is going to work for them, that this coming aligned with what it is they are feeling, why it comes, God, and what your word says to be true will change our biology, God that autoimmune disorders will cease in Jesus' name, that arthritis, pain, unnecessary pain in Jesus' name. It's not in heaven. Pain is not in heaven. And so we loosen up the spirit of healing on the earth and we bind up pain in our bodies, pain in our hearts, and pain in our minds. God, we tarnish it, we take it, put it on a sail, and we say, blow your wind into it, God, and change us from the inside out. Lord, we need your grace. And we want to have fun too, God. We know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord multiplies mitochondria in us. The joy of the Lord gets that powerhouse of the cell to create more blood. The joy of the Lord creates pathways in our mind. The joy of the Lord creates an ability to do new things that we could never do before. The joy of the Lord gives us a higher thought. The joy of the Lord. You are in a good mood, God. So we lift our brains and our minds to go higher, to resonate with your frequency, with your song you are singing, we want to sing. So we turn our ears to hear. Lord, let us be people who know how to be still, be silent, and move in joy and love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.